Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing. And since John Carcutt can't be with us today, my co-host is none other than the great, the awesome Scott Van Ack, Senior SEO at Stepforth Web Marketing. How you doing, bud? Good. I am awesome, aren't I? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's covering my ears and coming in here to help. It's good. You know, you know, I'm supposed to suck up to you, not the other way around. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not the way it works. Bosses are always supposed to suck up to their employees. At least oh, if they're I, smart. I like that. That's if they're smart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty screwed without you guys. <laughs> um, so, today, there's been a bit of news there, and actually, I get to work off one of the ones that John left in for uh, one of our prior episodes. I, I, I hadn't caught it until now. It's a, it's a good one now, if I can just find it amongst all of my notes. Okay. Um, and anyone in in the industry has probably read this many times and a little bit of oldish news, but it, it still it's it's awesome. Uh, it's Eric Schmidt, who's the I believe is he still CEO? No, he's not CEO anymore. What is he now uh, uh, of Google? Um, I can't recall. But anyway, he's he's top notch. He's up there. Um, he must be at least uh, chairman of the board, that kind of thing. I think he's um, just former he, CEO. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like uh, yeah, former president kind of thing. Okay, so um, he said in a, a, a Wall Street Journal article that within search results, information tied to verified online profiles will be ranked higher than content without such verification, which will result in most users naturally clicking on top bracket verified results. The true cost of remaining anonymous then might be irrelevance. Now, this is a quote from his book that's coming out in a couple months. Now, I pretty much guess that anyone with their SEO salt had sort of figured Google was going that route, but it's always wonderful to see such verification. And uh, the, the fact is that author markup is awesome. I think it's great. It's just another way I can be sure that someone can't copy my content and get as much Visibility, because remember those days when oh man, we'd write an article and then half the believing universe would copy it, and then they'd get a better ranking than we did sometimes. Oh, absolutely, I remember that. <laughs> that uh, anyway, it worked well actually. Yeah, <laughs> they did very well. Of course, we'd have to send out of the, the season desists and well, believing. I think we spend probably a couple days a month strictly contacting people saying get rid of our content off your site. Yeah, with the appropriate wording, it worked, but it was a pain in the ass. So. What I like about the authorship markup is now, you know, if it shows up in results, it's got my face, which may or may not scare anyone off. But the, the good thing is, is that at least uh, it's definitely me. <laughs> um, now, he also um, – now, this is a, a good article. This was from uh, Search Engine Watch, by the way, where I got this. Uh, and uh, he, I'm going to quote a few of the, the elements of this, this well-done article. He says, he said, Schmidt does not stop here. He essentially predicts that privacy will cease, cease to exist online. Governments, he says, will find it too risky to have thousands of citizens anonymous, untraceable, and unverified online. 
suggesting they will want to require verification of all online accounts at some level of government. Wow. You know, it holds a lot of weight for me when someone like Schmidt says this, um, simply because he is so high up in Google. And, you know, okay, I'll finish my thought. He's so high up in Google, you know that he's got insight into where they're going and what their ultimate plan is. And one of the things that they are doing is um, one of their goals, their dreams, is to create an artificial intelligence, something that will guide us every day and become the first true artificial intelligence. And to prove this, they actually hired Ray Kurzweil as their, I I believe, is he the chief technology Ray Kurzweil. I'm going to have to look it up now. But he is part of Google now. And uh, now, do you know who Ray Kurzweil is? Not a clue. I feel like I should, but I I don't. Oh, it's even worse. He's the new director of engineering. Now, first of all, I say worse just because that means it's even more clear what they're up to. Because Ray Kurzweil, and I'm a huge fan of, of, of the man's ideas and thoughts. He's a bit of an oddity. He is, but he's a brilliant man. He's, he's got massive credits to his name for, for um, inventions from the... He, he, he created, and this is crazy, this is like 1970s or something, the first um, typewriter for the blind. Like, um, he's amazing, I and mean, he's and Kurzweil uh, is ha- happens to also be a keyboard, huge keyboard uh, company that is for many of the the big acts out there that have uh, bands. In any case, I'm, I'm totally tripping over my own words today. In any case, he is without question the one guy in the world that is a pure futurist who literally wants to be a machine. Literally, he, his goal is to live long enough that he can merge into a robot and live forever. Now, consider that and the fact that he's the new director of engineering at Google. Creepy. <laughs> uh, are you still there, Scott? Scotty? Yeah, I am. I am. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, uh, it, 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 it's, it's saying a lot. <laughs> now, let's go back to the notes here. Uh, one other thing is that uh, he, Smith also postulates that tech companies will have to start investing in bigger and stronger legal departments to litigate all the lawsuits that are sure to arise over protection of information and intellectual property. Oh, hell, we're so going to be gone by then. I don't want to touch that. <laughs> Can't even fathom it. Um, now, let's take this to the next step. Authorship. Now, we've already discussed how this is all about the authorship markup. Well, what is that? Um, and a lot of people have found it extremely difficult to build authorship markup into their work. And uh, one of the ways to do it is they, they implemented it in January, which is much easier. And it's to go through uh, email verification. It's, quote-unquote, the easiest and most reliable way to enable authorship information in Google search results. Now, what do you do? Well, you go into uh, Google Plus. First of all, you have to have a Google Plus account. That's, that's very simple, but you have to have that. Then uh, you go into plus.google.com slash authorship. And in the space provided, you enter the email address that matches the domain your content is on. 
So this, the clear issue here is you have to own the domain, or not own, but you have to have an email address with that domain that you currently got the content on. So in my case, um, obviously I have Ross at stepforth.com. I've got my own email address for stepforth.com. Well, what I would do is I would tell Google, yes, this is me, Ross at stepforth.com. It would verify it by emailing me, and I'd have to click on agreement and you know, verify it. Once that's done, that's it. Anything that appears on the site with my name uh, is is going to show show up, and if it shows up in search results, will have my uh, my my picture next to it, and that's the other stuff you have to customize later. You, you know, need to put on your own image, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, but talking about miles ahead, did you ever try and do this before, Scott? When it was the first time authorship came out? Uh, no, I, I didn't actually. I, I've recently done it with my own personal stuff this way and it was a piece of cake it was painfully easy it was almost too easy i thought it went wrong <laughs> I was like what this took me a minute what what steps did i miss it was just it was too straightforward well yeah and, and so many people write for other blogs so they won't necessarily have the email address on that domain now in those situations you have to go another route uh and and, and those are number one create a link to your google profile from the web page so Somewhere on that page, create a link to your Google profile. Uh, and no hackers, you can't just put it in a comment tag. That won't work. It has to be within the article. It's a part of the article of the web page. Um, next, the other option is to – now, when you're writing a, a blog or you're, you're going to create some sort of uh, content, uh, oftentimes you're asked to fill in some fields as an author. And one of them is, uh, you know, what's your website? Or how, how can we get to you? Or find out more information about you. In that instance, what you would do is you would replace that profile URL with your Google profile URL. So um, go to your Google Plus page, copy and paste that link essentially into that space, and uh, that's it. Then if someone clicks on you as an author at the bottom of the post or article, whatever it may be, then they go to your Google Plus profile. That's enough for Google to say, okay, you own that content. Not bad. I'm trying to remember what it was before. It was horrible. I, th- I think what I had to do was uh, create a Google Plus profile, say that I wrote for Stepforth.com, then from an article linked to an about page on Stepforth.com, which then had a link back to Google Plus. <laughs> <laughs> it was a freaking nightmare. And, and there's no way. Like, there's too, too many steps. That's way too many steps, not only for a person trying to do it, like, get it set up, but the actual company administrating these news sites. I mean, that's ridiculous. It was too much. So I'm glad they're improving this. You know what seems to me would be even easier is you just create a meta verification tag like you would with Webmaster Tools. And you've got your Google Plus, and here's your meta tag, and just put that tag on any page that you say is your content, and you're done. It's easier for us. but easier for, That's what I mean, yeah, for me. Yeah, but not for a, a site owner doing it for other writers. That would be pretty intense. At least uh, it would require some programming, I think, to automate that. But, uh, you, you, you know, you got a point, though. There are certain, definitely certain ways they could have done it a lot faster. They could have improved on that, but at least they could have started out with something like that. Uh, anyway, um, let's take a quick break. and we get back, we've got uh, some other news that, that came out today, and some of it's pretty good. <laughs> SEO 101 will be back right after recess. 
The SES Conference and Expo is making a springtime stop to New York City, March 25th through the 28th. SES New York 2013 is moving to a brand new venue in the heart of Times Square at the New York Marriott Marquis. Register now at SESConference.com. SES New York 2013 features some of the best and brightest minds in search and social marketing with keynote addresses by top-level executives from Google, Twitter, ESPN, and more. SES New York 2013 will also feature a loaded expo hall and Texpo Pavilion. On-site training by the ClickZ Academy, WebmasterRadio.fm's annual search bash, and so much more. Register before Thursday, February 21st and save $600 off early bird registration. SES New York 2013 at the New York Marriott Marquis in the heart of Times Square, March 25th through the 28th. Register now at SESConference.com. Aim clear. This is how you sell with social. Have you tried to do CPA conversions using social PPC and failed? <laughs> You're not alone. These days, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube require true specialists to dominate. <laughs> Aim clear. The agency brings definitive psychographic targeting, bleeding edge creative, and killer content amplification to the social advertising table. Aim clear. This is how you sell with social. Aim clear. This is how you sell with social. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Okay, class. Take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hello and welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hosted by myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host, Scott Van Ack, Senior SEO at Stepforth, is graciously filing in for John Carcutt, who I believe is en route to a, uh, I'm not sure, either a business client meeting or uh, he's actually traveling somewhere or uh, another speech he's he's the talking man so uh before the break we're going through some news and there's a little more to share uh this one i, I find particularly hilarious uh oh uh brasco says he's flying back home from new orleans oh rough okay so well mind you the flying back i wouldn't like but new orleans was to mean beautiful Okay, so it, it just goes to show how much we're eager and just plain dying for Google just to confirm stuff we already know. Um, <laughs> uh, Barry Everett's Search Engine Roundtable, and he's great. He shares all this great stuff. And, and one of the things that he shared was uh, uh, a thread where John Mueller, uh, who we've had on the show before from Google, uh, interviewed or, or actually answered some questions on, uh, on the forums, productforums.google.com. And it said, if... You were allowed someone to put uh, to as, essentially a bad site host on your domain name. It would be bad for you. <laughs> so, what that means is, like, even the example that that Barry gives is funny. So, if someone had a bad website and put it under badsite.searchengineroundtable.com, so whatever it could be, uh, mysite.searchengineroundtable.com, that'd be a bad thing, not just for them, but 
also for Search Engine Roundtable. Well, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, the reason they posted it was because John Mueller clarified and, and, and agreed that that was the case. Again, all of us just want any kind of certainty in this world of Google, and uh, this just shows to show how badly. <laughs> I'm sure you were shocked, Scott, really. Uh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, the next piece of news is, uh, oh, it's kind of interesting. Uh, I, Google gets kind of active when it gets into, when it gets into the, the realm of people doing bad things online, you know, all about malware. They're always, um, you know, they, they sometimes they block sites that um, had, have been attacked by malware, and, and you can easily get back into search results again, I should say, not always, but most of the time, uh, by just clarifying to Google you fixed the malware and your site's back up, but they're protecting their users, which I like. In this case, they kind of, I don't know, they seem to be getting outside their realm, but I, I, I guess they consider themselves the world police um, in some regards. Um, what they're doing is they're looking to stop the money stream download sites. And how they're doing that is they're talking specifically with Visa, MasterCard, and PayPal to prevent these companies from using credit cards on PayPal accounts. Pardon me, credit cards or PayPal accounts. Now, the idea is these, these pirate sites are getting money from outside of uh, North America from from countries where they don't currently have laws against them doing this, who are sending money to pay, to buy ads on sites. And uh, that's a loophole. I mean, you can't do much about it. And as a result, uh, these sites are doing quite well, uh, I'm assuming. So uh, in, in this case, Google's trying to stop that flow. Um, I can't say I'm sure I agree with them getting involved, but uh, I, you know, it certainly seems like something that would be worthwhile. What do you think, Scott? You know, I, I, I'm all for anything that can help get rid of anybody that's trying to scam a system. Um, my only concern about them doing this is there are going to be flaws and they're going to nail innocent parties, I'm sure of it. And I think if they're going to go forward and, and something gets done here, they really have to have um, a system in place so that the innocent parties can easily get everything resolved, you know? Um, some sort of forms that you fill in and have swift action to get you back online if it's a, a legit business that gets burned by this. Yeah, I mean, um, just so you know, you, it sounds like you've got something in the, your headset there. I guess it's not connected or something perfectly. Um, but uh, the only thing I, I, I contest with what you said, I mean, I agree that you know, if someone did get burned, and that's horrible. You know, there should be some way to contest it. I would imagine if if they truly have pirated content, I guess that's where they could Google could screw up, as if they didn't. But well, that should be left up to them. They should judge, jury, and executioner here. Uh, I think uh, then it's, it's okay, you know, if, if they go for the ones that are obvious. And whether or not how much this blows back in the is yet another thing. Uh, but Google doesn't seem to care. <laughs> They got a bit of money. What is it they they did like was it fifty billion or something in in two thousand twelve? Oh, you know, I didn't see the latest figures, but I think it's got to be somewhere around there. Perhaps it's just insane. You might have heard it on some of the other shows. I'll see if he posts. But uh, it, it's been a, a pretty astonishing year for Google, and, and good for them. I think it's. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a bit of a Google fan. Uh, I know everyone that knows that, but uh, I also love being their, crit- their 
their critical side too. And I think that uh, this may be a little out of their area. They shouldn't necessarily be jumping into this. Now, Scott, you've been doing a bunch of uh, uh, audits these days. Now, I know uh, a couple things have sort of surprised you lately. One of them was, uh, was posted today. Think about not finding a duplicate site. Oh, well, there was just in some of my preliminary work trying to track down what other, other domains this particular client might own. I, uh, you know, I, I check the usual places like Copyscape and, and check the hosted IP to find out if, you know, what other sites are hosted on there and, and a bunch of other things I do. And this one site of theirs didn't come up. And I found it when I was looking through their website and they had one of those, um, you know, they've got the images and they're rotating back around. What, do you, what the heck do you call those things again? I always forget the name of them. Anyways, a, a photo of one of their, their fleet okay. vehicles came up. Okay. A, and uh, they had their domain name written on the tailgate of the tr- picture of the truck. I'm like, hey, I haven't seen that domain name. I go and it's a complete duplicate website, which is kind of a surprise. Uh, but it only had two pages indexed. I haven't gone any further into it. I'm still working on that particular audit. But, um, you know, it's just interesting to, to come across something in a way that you would never expect to. You know, it just sort of pops out as it's... Yeah, never a dull moment. The benefit of, a, of some of our newer listeners, why, why would that be a bad thing? The duplicate site? Oh, it's just all around bad. Um, where do I start? Um, you can start in the innocent way. You know, you got people linking to both sites, and you're just you're breaking up your inbound links, so you're just not as powerful as you can. Uh, there are issues with uh, with Panda and Google saying, "Hey, you can't." Uh, have multiple con- or multiple pages of duplicate content on here. It's, you know, it used to be a good way to spam that that would work. Um, not so much anymore. But uh, you know, you, you got to watch out for watch out for Google and duplicate content to Google is definitely a bad thing. Yeah. So you know, when we do an audit for a client, in this case, it's it's to make sure that that you know none of their their content has been duplicated because obviously, like you said, it's a bad thing. And if they have, we got to. And do what we can to ensure that that content disappears, or um, you know that we that you know cease and desist or whatever person may be. But uh, yeah, it's an important part of the uh, more comprehensive audit we we would handle on a regular basis. And and it's interesting too when you're doing that for competitor analysis because you can find uh, competitors who um, may actually be about to drop in rankings because all of a sudden you see a whole bunch of new sites popping up that are duplicates. Now, you'd like to th- I'd like to think Google can easily tell and go, oh, whatever, these are garbage. But if there's any way that, that, that those sites can prove that or make it look like they are a part of that other company's network, that could be bad. And that would be uh, negative SEO that we call it in our industry. And, and uh, generally, like I say, Google's gotten pretty good at filtering this stuff out. But I, I know for a fact from speaking with others in the industry that negative SEO certainly exists. Um, it's uh, very unethical. Um, but uh, <laughs> there's one thing I can, I'm never surprised about in this in, well, about the Internet at all is that uh, unethical practices are rampant. <laughs> it's just it's amazing how much there is. And, and in this case... Uh, Unfortunately, it does exist out there. So let's take a quick break. and we get back, uh, I'll see if I can do about looking at one of the questions. Or, uh, actually, it's a follow-up to one of the uh, comments that uh, John and I had on the show. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate, display media, or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. 
Fang Digital specializes in both paid and organic search, social media, display, and mobile advertising solutions, and is staffed by industry veterans from Google, Yahoo, and one of the industry's most influential PPC experts. Fang Digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest in digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success. Learn more about their expanding range of full-service strategic marketing solutions at fangdigital.com. That's F-A-N-G digital.com. Discuss and shape the future of performance marketing in New York City, March 12th to the 13th at the Performance Marketing Insights Conference. Come hear from and talk to other global industry leaders as they share how they're developing new revenue streams, deploying the latest technologies, preparing for increased regulation, and leveraging for the most effective digital advertising channels. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners can save 15% on registration by using the promo code WEBMPMI15. That's WEBMPMI15. For more information and to register today, visit PerformanceMarketingInsights.com. Rise links and web indexes. Take a bow to the largest link map in the world. Majestic SEO. Majestic SEO wields its virtual sort with speed and accuracy to deliver detailed reports of your company's link data and that of your competition. Let Majestic SEO make you your own king of Internet marketers and join the crusade of clients and agencies that have chosen the noble choice for link intelligence. MajesticSEO.com Maximize ROI to use your time and let Majestic wield its mighty sword. MajesticSEO.com It's good to be king. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. And welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host, Scott Van Ack, Senior SEO at Stepforth, who is graciously filing in for John Carcutt and... Uh, huh. We're doing all right here. We've got a, uh, just a couple more things here left before we uh, shut the old show down. But uh, the first one is a, a response from one of our listeners, uh, from Trevor Kimball. And it was regarding um, a discussion John and I had about whether or not a WordPress page or WordPress post are, are, is best or not. Now, um, he says about five years ago, he switched to WordPress for movable type. And in addition to porting over 500 posts, he created about 500 pages on various TV shows. They all had original content, and some were extremely unique in that there was little content available on these programs on the web. He went a month or two, and none of them ranked at all. The posts ranked well, but you couldn't find the pages in the rankings at all. I did some research, and a, a WordPress expert wrote that posts do much better in the rankings. As I recall, it was in part because posts are included in RSS feeds, and the engines see them as living documents and see pages as stagnant. Anyway, I went through and converted the pages to posts, and within days, they started ranking better. Some ended up being on page one or two of the keyword results. Now, I don't know if this has changed, and I haven't tested, tested it, but a few years, years ago, the difference was huge for me. Thanks, Trevor. I agree. Um, a few years ago, to me, I, I found posts much more effective. Um, now, I would say that's true across the board. Uh, you know, the the fact that Pages can be intensely, uh, how do I put it, uh, stale uh, is certainly correct in many cases. But 
there are also instances where pages can be very well uh, maintained and become excellent resources in their own uh, in their own right. For example, uh, we have uh, a page on 301 redirects on stepforth.com, which is does very well. And uh, as a post, it probably wouldn't have done quite as well because uh, I don't know. I find that posts over time they just they, they fall into the other world of, of, of a site. Um, they could still, of course, still have tra- traffic. But I do in this case like it as a page because it's a more permanent resource and a URL that uh, looks a little more appealing when people share it. Now, uh, one thing I did really like there was that the RSS note you made there was really in line with well, I liked it because it made me right uh, <laughs> I wish John was here for that one anyway um, and, and that it was that I do strongly believe that RSS feeds, uh, even now I think that, even although to a lesser extent they do uh, improve the ability for pages to be found uh, and perhaps spidered more frequently, uh, especially if you use something like FeedBurner, which is another uh, system that Google owns, of course so that's uh, a good note from Trevor. And uh, on that note, uh, we need to sign off. It's been uh, a good show. I uh, appreciate uh, Scott stepping in, and uh, I hope John's having a safe flight. And I hope all of you have an excellent week. Now, keep in mind, our show airs every Monday at, at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern. And if you have any questions you'd like to add and have us answer in the show, please go to our Facebook page or our Google Plus community page. And those links are uh, facebook.com slash SEO101podcast. And within Google Plus, uh, just do a search for under the community section for SEO uh, or SEO101, and you'll find us in short order. And we'd love to hear from you. So thanks, everyone. We hope you have a fantastic week, and we'll talk to you soon. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. The level of connection you feel in your home dramatically influences your experiences there. Get the tools to control that connection in your communities with the first multifamily platform that unifies management and resident experiences to create smart apartments. Talk to a RealPage consultant today to see how your properties can meet the future of multifamily with the Smart Building Suite.